In part one of my series on the social depression and why society's incentivizing people to be miserable, I talk about some of the hard and sobering statistics that shown that even though the economy has generally been on a longer term uptrend, you've seen that general well-being of Americans, particularly younger people, on a downtrend. What accounts for this difference? And who benefits from this? In this part, I'm going to kind of deep dive into that. Uh, I think a lot of it is driven by something what I call the cynical industrial complex, which is basically a series of political and business organizations that stand to benefit from the current environment. In fact, really one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my trading career I was keeping my mind closed to the idea that social prosperity and economic prosperity can be inversely correlated. Really, in fact, countries with higher real GDP growth rate tend to have more inequality and also higher mental illness rates. So it's actually, there's numbers to show that faster economic growth leads to more social distress uh, and it's even in the age of social media it may actually be the distress that fuels um, economic growth um, and there are some evidence of this in 2008 the US Association of Psychological Science conducted a study on the emotional mood and purchasing decision. The conclusions of the study were that people who are sad and anxious are not only likely to consume more than emotionally satisfied people, but are willing to spend up to 300% higher prices for the same good. When you live in a consumer-driven economy, which over 60% of GDP in every developed country is consumption, businesses are incentivized to make their customers feel sad anxious and personally insecure to drive up sales like why do you think a lot of products that are advertised on outlets such as instagram have ads or influencers that are designed to make people feel inferior or that they can't compete uh, it's because that sells because people will spend money to try to be able to catch up with the joneses maybe not just in terms of material goods like having a nicer statue in your front yard like as you see comically mentioned in popular culture but say they have an influencer who's super good looking and they're advertising the fact that they you need to work out more and so you're more likely to buy a gym membership or you are more likely to get cosmetic surgery or use um, certain diets or other things to help you compete and so you don't feel like you're ugly or insecure and it's not just physical things too like maybe you feel the society has trained you maybe you need to drive a certain car to be approved by your social circle or you need to go on certain cool trips like all your friends are doing otherwise uh, you're a loser and maybe people don't think this consciously but I think a lot of this subconscious insecurity 
is driving a lot of modern consumption. And that may account for the this spread because the, thanks to Instagram and Facebook and a lot of other social media platforms, people's insecurities have been heightened. And so therefore they feel like they need to spend more to compensate for that. It's really a virtuous cycle. You make people feel bad about themselves. They're willing to not only spend more, but overpay for the same goods. You see that this is working. And so you have advertising that specializes in making people feel worse about themselves. So they spend more. And I think a lot of the 2010s economic growth model has been resilient and why the consumer, at least prior to COVID, outperformed manufacturing and agricultural sectors who are more aligned to stable demand. Uh, and it's not really just social media companies and those who advertise on them who benefit from this. There's another side to the cynical industrial complex and that is one that's more political in nature um, have you seen for example how a lot of mainstream media one of the most popular topics that is discussed and I don't think it's just because it gets eyeballs but I think it's also to sort of trigger the certain emotion is cost of living like it's very common to see um, in mainstream media oh Houses are getting so expensive that you'll never be able to afford one, or the cost of X is getting out of proportion. I mean, some of this is more common now because of the inflation we're going through, but you've been seeing this kind of stuff for over a decade before the inflation spiked. So it's not just because of that. And it's, and also how inequality is such a popular topic. I did a recent video saying that income inequality is not really a leading indicator of political violence as it's perceived to be what why do we keep having all of our quote-unquote thought leaders particularly those on the left side of the aisle try to push this narrative of inequality plus mentioning how high the cost of living is and now you'll never be able to afford a house or never be able to afford paying for college or whatever you're never be able to afford or complain about it's because this is designed to make people feel helpless and so that they will use the government or try to elect government officials to use politics to solve their problem because they can't solve their problem themselves. That's the narrative that is trying to be sold with all this. It's not the, just the fact that they're trying to be such vanguards of truth and inform you. No, they're trying to create this cynical industrial loop that you are so hopeless that you cannot improve your own situation. That's why the inequality, the social mobility issue, the cost of living thing, and the narrative that you just can't get ahead because society is rigged against you because of your ethnic background or you're either born poor or that you have some sort of learning issue or you from the wrong part of town or you didn't have the right friends at the country club or whatever the excuse is it could be anything um, that is the driver of radicalizing people on the left is that there are some thing that you can't control or whether it's broad economic forces or your unfortunate background of origin 
that you need the government to level the playing field because life will always be rigged against you otherwise and you can't do anything about yourself. And it's not just the left, the right is caught on to this too. Uh, except instead of using the economy as their um, wedge, it's more social issues. Uh, the most obvious example of this is what's going on in the um, internet dating circles such as the red pill, the black pill, etc. It's basically saying, oh, uh, feminism and social liberalism are making it so that you will never be able to compete in Instagram and other things makes it so that young men cannot compete. They'll never be able to find a wife because the society has polluted the dating pool and or um, real expectations have become so unrealistic that you don't have a chance. And the only way that this can change for the better is if you use the government to bring back traditional values so that um, it's so it's not a free-for-all anymore and that a lot of these young men who feel like they are socially ostracized have a place or you can use it the same thing and not just a dating but say like oh you can't get the job you want because of affirmative action from social justice blah 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 and so you are going to have a lower status in life because you happen to be born in what historically was a privileged class and the only way you're going to fix it is if you elect politicians who will bring back the original hierarchy uh, or that oh the society is getting more atheistic and immoral uh, you need to bring back your traditional values through the force of the state and and the thing is is that it's the same idea except instead of using economic insecurity that the left-leaning cynical industrial complex do they use social insecurity that your status is going to be taken away from you because of X, Y, and Z forces, whether it's your background as your religious beliefs are going to be marginalized, whether you're going to be marginalized due to um, wanting to have a more traditional view on dating and marriage uh, from, you know, from a man's perspective, or that you will get marginalized because people want to promote certain people just because of their uh, victim status more than their actual accomplishments in the workforce or you don't get into a certain college because say you are a straight white man who is Christian like I mean that's that the, those are the insecurities that are being triggered and the, the thing that makes this extra devious and it's I the irony is that the red pill movement was started by a local state level New Hampshire legislature uh, and is that and then also the establishment media has its ties with the political left so you can see that they are both trying to create and radicalize people who otherwise would not care about politics and just go on with their life to be their most loyal foot soldiers like how many young men now have right-wing political views because of the manosphere 
and how many um, professionals in big urban areas now have left-wing political views because they are bitter and resentful of the fact that they can't afford a house due to the media shoving that down on them. I think it's quite a bit. Um, and the thing that makes most devious about it is that a lot of what they say on both sides of the aisle has kernels of truth to it. There are certain social and economic trends that are displacing people in a way that is unfair um, or at least not favorable to them as it was in previous generations. Uh, I'm not going to let my personal political views decide on which sides on all these issues are right or wrong. That's not what this video is for. But the point is, is that there are people, mainly political parties, who benefit from making you cynical and polarized. You hear all these politicians complain about how polarization is bad and that like we need to just get things done and get be Americans not Republicans Democrats or but it's the thing is they benefit from polarization polarization leads to uh, less turnover rates it makes it easier to gerrymander certain districts because people are more unanimously voting one way or the other uh, it leads to people getting all riled up about red team versus blue team instead of focusing on more structural things that neither side of the aisle is willing to deal with um, but the point really is is that it's not a coincidence that society is getting more polarized it's the fact that there and also the it's not a society it's also that mental illness is on the rise and that people uh, keep pro propagating the same forces that lead to it there are people both in the business world as I mentioned with the statistics of consumer propensity and in the political world that benefit from this type of environment and the lesson really the bottom line to be learned from this is be aware of this kind of thing be aware of and always think who benefits from creating a wedge here and when you look at that it clarifies a lot of things and they may be waking a wedge to anger people in a way that you support say like you are somebody who favors redistribution of wealth you're like hey great they are polarizing people to favor your cause but does it mean that even if it's, does it doesn't, no, it does, it may slightly increases the political favorability and the odds of your policy getting passed? Does it really worth it to create just mass levels of depression, which will mean lower economic productivity, um, probably higher crime, less social trust, and just in general, not as nice of a place to live? Uh, no, a trade-off's probably not worth it. The bottom line, though, really, is that there is people who are profiting out of your insecurity. And when you see it for what it is, it makes you stronger and to be able to think critically. One of the things I really try to do on this channel is to analyze a lot of stuff that's going on in the world from an economic perspective, but also apply some critical thinking to it. Even if it goes against my own views of it and 
that's what I'm trying to do with this. It's like, this is the question that's been on my mind a lot. Why is there such a decoupling between economic performance and the decay of society from a social, moral, and mental health point of view? Who stands to benefit from it? This video, these two videos are my explanation of hopefully going into why this is the case. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Please comment. What do you think of the cynical industrial complex? Do you think there is a cynical industrial complex? Uh, how has the cynical industrial complex derailed your life or friends and family members? And what do you think should be done about it on an individual and a societal level? Please like, comment, subscribe, and share. And I look forward to talking to you guys about this, and maybe I'll do a follow-up on it depending on how good the conversation is in the comments. Thank you for watching.